This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? Welcome back to the Righteous Gemstones After Show. We're going to be talking all about episode four tonight. We've got Satanists in it. We've got trampolines. There's some car crashes. And you know what? I am here for Kelvin and Keith. So stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Just some plain old Satanists. (laughs) We're just jamming out with the Satanists tonight. I think for everyone watching tonight, we should just bust out some of the moves from the episode. (laughs) If people didn't watch the show and just watch the after show, they would legit think we were like 666 ride or die. Oh, man. I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope many of you did not watch the show and for some reason are tuning in (laughs) to watch us right now. Speaking of us, look at this gem over here. Gem of a gemstone. This is us. We are the new show. Steph Sabra. Amy, thanks for having me right by your side where I like to be. You know, I figured I would I would invite you onto my show. <laughs> Thank you. As the Lord would have it, it is my lucky day. Uh, you know what? It is. It is. Praise be. Praise be. Praise be the Lord. Um, we were just saying before we went on air, what a good episode yes amy maestry in the house thank you let me introduce you since you forgot to introduce yourself you satanic pig (laughs) so sorry i'm so sorry guys so excited about this episode but yeah that's my name thank you i'm satanic pig she's amy (laughs) maestry the amy (laughs) maestry and satanic pig show yeah at AfterBuzz TV, welcome. As you were saying, though, because I am in complete <laughs> agreement. Um, gosh, yeah, last week they left us off with with quite a bit. Gideon, you know, starting to dive under the surface a little bit deeper, start to do some recon for uh, for stand up guy Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, we had everything go on with the pastors, and then this week really took a heavy focus on a couple of different characters. I love their balance in this show of the way that they're developing all the different story arcs um, and not staying too focused on one thing or the other while still continuing on with everything. And I think this was a great episode for that. Agreed. This was my favorite episode. 
so fun. So many different storylines hit. So many progressions and character arcs. And I, like you said in the cold open, am here for Keith. Here for him in any sense, but especially Keith and Kelvin. What an episode for Tony Cavallero. Yes. Oh, my God. Tony, uh, I can't wait for you to be in studio. I know. We are so, we are very excited and ready for you, Keith. Okay? Too. I'll dress up in my <laughs> Satan's finest for you. Yes. Always. Um, speaking of Satan's finest, let's talk about this cold open. Those are some moves. Those are some moves. <laughs> Um, I really was so hoping Keith was about to jump in, but obviously not because we don't want him going back to his old satanic ways. He follows Kelvin now. He does. Yeah, it was cool to see his background and kind of what they were going to depict as if I didn't know if Kelvin was just deeming him a Satanist just because he wasn't like right or die Christian or if it was like this, which I'm glad that we got this obnoxious turn of events where they're legit Satanists (laughs) and have these crazy clubs that they go to. It's so good. And the way that they opened this episode of him just walking with his little ice cream cone, looking at all the nice people having fun, and then goes to find his Satan friends. Amazing. Um, So this whole episode, I feel like they jumped around quite a bit. We had, again, I'm so always so impressed with how much they're fitting into every episode. Mm -hmm. Um, For a comedy, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where everyone always says, especially a pilot, is so hard, you know, when you have to establish all the characters, that world and everything. And we Mm -hmm. talked a lot in the pilot episode of how well they did all that. And they continue to, where they're doing all of this great story building and character building. And then we're still laughing out loud multiple times an episode. Yeah. and, And we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode had more shock value, too, so I not only laughed, I was like, what? Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's let's dive in uh, to the meat of the episode. Gideon is now really getting behind the scenes. He is seeing all them dollar dollar bills everywhere. Um, what a what an angering thing to see! <laughs> the behind the scenes of a mega church. Wow! And to find <laughs> out that. Uh, on a normal day, it's a million dollars, and on a big holiday when there's people like me who go to church because their parents make them on Easter and Christmas, <laughs> you get upwards of three million dollars. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that, in our righteous rhyme that may not rhyme segment, I will be talking about one televangelist in general who um, his church makes upwards of that, and actually more per per um, sermon or whatever it's called. So. It's nuts. It's so crazy. Like, when I talk about this show with my friends, everyone's just like, how does a pastor go about making that much money? And it's so crazy that there is so much money in it. And then you have those moments, too, where I love when Gideon was getting this behind-the-scenes tour and Judy was like, oh, yeah, anything important or any donation above 10K goes straight up to daddy. And they put it in the little, the little like, bank thing that goes straight. And I was like... 
the details of this show of making you hate this family so much hate. and the people behind these these churches that just take advantage of everyone. Judy's is... one-liners this episode were Ooh. incredible. Fire. She was so feisty. But yeah, <laughs> super interesting and to see Gideon really playing his dad and then finding out what really happened kind of during that dinner with Scotty. Yeah, so we get to find out that yeah, they they met doing doing um stunt work. Yeah. Um but to actually hear him say that like, yeah, we were there at this convention, didn't want to go, mom dragged me, left my left my phone there to film it. So, I think, you know, it was kind of we we're all waiting to get to that point, but to hear him actually say it and kind of learn a little bit more about that because they have been like they've been very very scarce on details with the Scotty situation. So, I like that we got a little bit more in this one. But so that's it. I I we asked ourselves last week, what is is there more to the story than just Gideon thinking his dad's a hypocrite, but it seems like that is it that in fact him being there and seeing that they posed it at and and i don't know the more that i think about it i guess that would be enough for me to really hate my dad but to take money from the church which is out of your own pocket yeah seems like a dumb move but i get that would enrage me beyond belief if my mom was getting played like that that's true and all these people putting money into their pockets for drugs and hookers and and crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. And that's where I feel like there is still something a little bit more. But at the same time, you can see the justification even if there's not. But I remember in the last week's episode when Scotty was like, for what they did to me. So, yeah. again... Oh, yeah, with Scotty. I don't know what Scotty play, where Scotty plays into that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's still obviously a money thing for him, but there's something deeper there, too. So, I like that it's, you know, we're kind of getting a little bit more, but I'm still really intrigued by that whole storyline. Um, so, <laughs> then we have uh, the kind of initiation of the storyline for Calvin and Keith, where after their, their, ser- or their mass sermon... I don't know what they call it. Speech in front of millions. Church. Um, <laughs> After their church. Their church, air quotes. Um, And they go to have their their little family meal. And some of their biggest donors are, of course, their very close friends. And um, their their daughter has, has taken to Satan. Taken to Satan. Relatable. (laughs) Just kidding. But so funny that they find a way to tie in the youth ministry, which is a hilarious talking point in general, because I've read a lot of comments about the way Kelvin is dressed is exactly how all youth ministers dress in that super geeky wear, the spiked hair, the little puka shell type necklaces and tight... like light cotton where you can see the nipples <laughs> just a little bit shirt. just a little just nip a little nip <laughs> little nip so and the fact that they tied it in with donations so obviously we're all hands on deck here now yep. that there's a kid who's involved in money is involved um in the church so they would clearly want her to stay involved in the church so i love that and i love how all the kids they are so wrapped up in pleasing daddy wanted to be the one that like brought her back to christ but Kel- that's kelvin's job yeah like it's so crazy how they all tried to throw their hat in the ring and then just to see kelvin's beaming face when he when daddy chose him and then again, Judy with the one-liners um, when we said, "Oh yeah, my boys grew up eating this," and she's like, "Your girl too." <laughs> like again, she's just really, really trying to get in there. <laughs> um, so good. 
But then we have, which was kind of like a big tease from last week, from the predictions, was the the wives getting together. Yes. So the the handmaids are uh, are all gathering. <laughs> Chad, you didn't sign on to your email, little boy. Oh, Chad. <laughs> That was so funny, but I don't sign out of my email, but I definitely don't keep records of, I don't do that kind of stuff, but if I did, I wouldn't be keeping email records that last forever. Probably not. You incognito window that. (laughs) Come on. So she finds all these messages. Amber is actually brainwashed at this oh, point. Oh, no. I know. It's like Scientology oh, wife. Oh, gosh. Who immediately... And you know her friends even realize it, too, because as soon as she said it, she went right to Amber and said, Amber, you know, like, don't don't just look over this. And what does Amber do? Blames it on her because she shouldn't have gone behind her husband's back. And that is actual handmaid's shit. <laughs> Relationship 101, if you... If you come to someone with facts or evidence that show that they cheated or stepped out or did something wrong, and their first response is to say something along the lines of, why would you go through my stuff? They did it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's know that. (laughs) Some solid life lessons from Steph. (laughs) Not like I've been through it or anything. (laughs) (laughs) We're just airing it out tonight, guys. Airing it out. Let me use this as my therapy. No, but seriously, it's crazy to see all the women kind of hold Amber in a higher light. So when she says something, they let her say it, even though that they know she's completely brainwashed. Mm-hmm. And this was just the most hard upfront evidence ever. But it's funny to see also the writing is so I love how they wrote this because there is a lack of pop culture knowledge in certain communities and this is one of them where they could easily make lies around some of the lingo used because the women just and men and whoever lives there might not know yeah and i think this was a great scene too because you got to kind of see like the one just like they're just so pent up and the woman she just loses it chad's chad's wife and just goes bananas and i love the lead up to it the line who the fuck is hacking my husband north korea like no one cares about him true (laughs) so i loved getting to see her just kind of go off the rails and that's the moment i mentioned last week in predictions i want to see for amber eventually and i'm still hoping and thinking we're gonna get that yeah after tonight's episode for sure she's catching on they can't keep these webs of lies going but if i'm chad's wife I know in those religious marriages, you did not sign a prenup, so you better take your half and leave. Get out of there. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about our boys. Let's talk about our boys, Kelvin and Keith. I hate to get in the middle of relationships, but let me just say, I ship this so hard, I would so hard. sign a petition over it. I think we should start one. Please. I am so into this bromance slash friendship slash love story slash mentee mentor whatever i want my future bae to stretch me the way keith did yes yes um so let's so again kelvin was given this high honor to help pull the devil from this child uh and first let's talk about just raiding this teenage girl's room and ripping everything down from the walls. I think my fa- my highlight of that 
the whole thing though was the high five in the middle of the room i don't know why it just really it tickled me it was so funny because keep was acting like and calvin that all of the objects in her room were like satan's horcruxes like the most simple things trophies underwear whatever it may be are satan's soul inside of these objects and they're not in fact the objects but they're some sort of evil spirit exactly well the fidget spinner obviously is Sorry. Close calls. Close one. <laughs> but the, the used condom was the real kicker. Oh, man. It's truly disgusting. There's that certain noise of a used condom that you just... <laughs> the editors must have had fun with that one in post. I wonder what it was. <laughs> uh, you know, burning questions. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to submit. Please let me know. Yeah. We'll get that petition going and also try to reach out to the show to see what was in that condom. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So we'll we'll get back to them in a little bit once once uh, they get to do more more outreach with with the girl and the, and the club and everything. We'll get back into that a little bit later because I want to also talk about um, the chat that Eli has with uh, Judy and Calvin, where again he is just stressing over and over again. He's a big donor. We have to save the daughter. And I just thought that that was, like, a nice kind of, like, stop for a second to, like, re-remember why they're having, they're trying to go out of their way. And Mm -hmm. it's all always about money. Mm -hmm. And I think this show is doing a great job of continuously always looping it in, like, wherever they can, but not, like, not in, like, a a showy way either. Yeah, I mean, it's truly a crazy look inside where things can get, go wrong and become totally not ethical in any way especially when you throw in religion because i mean it's a great metaphor for how other people get served in any sort of realm whether it be education or or medical care or just caring about them if you have money you're more likely to be paid attention to and they use it in the most disgusting way but it's pretty (laughs) awesome because she is the perfect example i love how they were sitting and she called and they were like she's mad because we took away the jet because that is i know that that was my biggest problem in high school yeah me too i hated when daddy took away my jet privileges (laughs) it was the worst the worst anyways speaking of the worst um, watching Amber with a handgun is possibly the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I know we talked about in the pilot, like, when they show, like, the firing range and everything. And, like, again, what else would you expect on a church compound? Um, but watching her do, like, tactical training, I was I was a little scared. What goes better? What better duo is there than Guns and God? Is my question. The GOP would definitely approve that message. (laughs) And the NRA. GOP times NRA equals gemstones. They're just like, yeah, (laughs) preach, Steph. Preach. (laughs) Keep going. I really like where you're going with this. But I think that's definitely going to play into another episode. they they've been so specific with the scenes that they use and the how they build up these characters. There is no way that this woman has a dead shot and isn't using that in some way in the future of the season. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm so I'm really loving what they're doing with her because it is kind of like a smaller storyline that's happening, but it's still there and it's like kind of creeping up on us every once in a while. And I'm, that's why I'm like I'm like I'm tracking that I'm tracking that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but then, of course, she's still trying to push the idea of, like, we need to help them. We should save their marriage. Chad, and we need to help them see Jesus again. And, of course, Jesse, with his own motives, <laughs> wants to do it just to help kind of smooth everything over. So they go over to have dinner um, and try to help them see the Lord again so that, God forbid... The woman doesn't look at emails ever again. It's just so funny because this idea of truth and ethics and living by your word and and especially with relationships. And when Chad is like, well, I feel like the lesson here is that the truth will always come out. And he was like, no, it's not the lesson. That is not the lesson. The lesson is that we keep moving forward with our story. And so... It's it's so crazy to me because I live my life fully transparent. I, I think I told, like, one lie in a relationship, and it screwed up. It was a minor lie, but I just didn't feel like coming clean with it. And then yeah. it just spreads. And I really—another relationship tip for y'all— just be honest. Even if you're sleeping with hookers doing cocaine and then sleeping by the Bible at night, just be honest because it's going to come out. You're going to screw everyone over. And it's just so much... It's it's so refreshing. It's so much more attractive for you to just be fully honest. You'll probably end up making less mistakes because you're practicing honesty instead of living under this guise of your lies. Again, Steph. <clears throat> the insights tonight. Loving it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, but let's let's get back to our boys now and talk about really <laughs> after um, Calvin trying to be cool is one of my favorite things. Sky's on. Uh, when he goes to get her at her lacrosse practice, he's Mr. Cool Guy now. Very cool. Um, gets her, yeah, to come out to the youth meeting, which is at the sky. Like, just the, he's just doing some trampoline tricks because that's that's what a good youth pastor does. And what a good turn of events that he was really good. I know. Because I, it would have been an easier play to make him bad because we saw him try to jump the fence and he couldn't do that. But I love that he was actually legit. Like, <laughs> so legit at it. And it was this moment where you think they're going one way and then they don't because you think she's falling for it and being like this is cool exactly and then doesn't she literally goes to a satan party exactly um also we've been shouting out the wardrobe on this show a lot um keith's shorts (laughs) i don't know where she found those but (laughs) what did the shirt say oh i can't remember um they're yeah they're matching shirts if anyone remembers put it in the comments yeah we don't remember yeah (laughs) um But yeah, so again, the shirts were such a great move, too, because then, taking us into the next scene, we're at a Satanist club where there's orgies going on and people are doing crystal everywhere and they're just rocking their Jesus shirts. Um, What is an orgy for $400? (laughs) What did you think of that club, Steph? I want to be there. (laughs) I would fit in perfectly. What I love about the club was after finding out when Keep was like, when I was a teen boy, I used to dance naked in the cages. When I was a teen boy. The specificity of that, instead of just saying when I was a teenager. Oh my gosh, if I ever had a dating profile, that would be my bio. 
when I was a teen boy, I used to dance naked in the cages. When I was a teen boy. Amazing. Uh, yeah, the party was crazy. And I can't believe this little Christian girl has turned that far to the opposite side. I mean, there is no in-between in this show. There really isn't. <laughs> You're one or the other. And we've seen, you know, Keith has been on both sides of it now. Um, one of my favorites uh, in this, too, is, again... The underlying thing of Kelvin always needing to please his dad, and he finally actually says it. Like, yeah. listen, I just need to know. I just have, need to have Daddy know that I did this, that I fixed this, that I won. So it's still just always there. But then, of course, they saved the girl. We had a moment. Was Keith going to go back to the dark side? I know. Strong. Such a cool scene to have the the club sinister raided and have that happen because that would be the only way first of all practicing honesty letting her know this is for daddy exactly first and foremost second off i do want you to be safe and not be in this exactly (laughs) um so they get her out of there and then we get that beautiful little speech from keith about calvin that's the man i'm gonna follow now swoon my entire soul (laughs) keith because wow what I would do to be talked about like that. Oh, my goodness. Like, the, the look in his eyes. I followed that man. The look in his eyes. Um, and then getting to see them get back in the Jeep together. And Calvin, you know, also just saying, like, hey, you're, you know, like, I, you're my prize, basically, of, like... And I was just like, oh, boy, this is... this ha- It's happening. It's happening. Now it's, ha- it's happening. Please! <laughs> please let this happen! <laughs> Such a good episode for the two of them. Um... And so with this final scene, I mentioned it last week, where they've done such a good job of establishing that they're not scared to go dark. They're not scared to get, like, bananas and go completely off the wall with something you wouldn't expect. Off so, the road. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that they had um, Calvin and Keith driving... They had Amber and Jesse driving, and they had Gideon and Scotty. And we've seen Gideon and Scotty getting high and drinking all night. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I straight up thought someone was going to die. Because, again, it, this comedy has me sitting on the edge of my seat at the yes. same time, too. <laughs> like, are, yes. Are they going to kill a Stark? It's Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I was already on the edge of my seat. And then, of course, we see him see the red van recognize it and go after it and this is where we slowly start to see amber again lady your husband's chasing down a van like a maniac saying don't worry it's the fellas i do car pranks with yeah that (laughs) bro you screwed yourself over she was so just eating out of the palm of your hand and then that was the kicker like you there's always one that takes it too far that's it what you just randomly just found this car that you do pranks with whatever but on the flip side i am we're getting closer and closer to a gideon like knowing Gideon is involved in this somehow and yeah. I can't believe I, I thought for sure we he would make um, that connection but it didn't happen but he's for sure screwed with Amber there is no way yeah. that that she doesn't know now because that was nuts uh, yeah after this high speed chase let me get out of the car with my gun because nice it's just gun a, though why very pretty I don't like guns but I mean, that was like one. the Porsche of guns. 
<laughs> well, nothing but the best for the gemstones. Of nothing course. but the best. They could never hold a, a normal, <laughs> non-matted white gun. Exactly. So, man, a lot, a lot, a lot in this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of stuff, again, still getting set up for, for the weeks to come. Um, but, man, yeah, standouts of this episode for me definitely are boys. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. But really uh, cool setup. I don't know if we'll get it next episode because of the preview we saw and we got into predictions, but cool setup to see where Amber will go with this information now yeah. and what Gideon will do now because d- damn. Yeah. <laughs> it, damn. That's a little, a little too close for comfort for him, I'd imagine. Also, where's Scotty going to live? His, his, his van home. I live in a van down, down by, by the, the river. river. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we are on an SNL panel together at AfterBuzz, and that season, our next season, um, is coming up shortly. Yeah, at the end of this month, actually, yes. the last weekend of September. Yes. Side note, you guys, uh, thank you for watching us here at AfterBuzz, making us the ESPN of TV talk. Yes, we cover SNL. Yes, this studio and this network covers literally every show imaginable, um, and we can't do it without you guys. For us to continue to do this, we'd love if you would specifically like this video leave us a comment and if you're listening on itunes um go ahead and give us five stars leave us a review subscribe to us on youtube all of that good stuff so you can keep up to date but other than that thank you for rocking with us we truly love you jesus loves you too 100 percent jesus yes praise bay we all love you thank you guys (laughs) um and now i think it's time we jump into our special segment so this is our segment that we do um, every week, which is uh, the uh, the righteous rhyme that may not always rhyme. Basically, where we go through some real televangelist megachurch pastors and just go in on them. So you know what, Steph, take this away. <coughs> Let us pray. The man in question tonight has the last name Dollar. No. I'm not talking about Ty Dolla Sign, but I wish I was, and you will too. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Georgia Man, Creflo Dollar, mm. and as his last name should suggest, the televangelist has amassed some riches indeed. How loud. And he has the possessions to prove it. An American word of faith teacher, pastor, and founder of the non-denominational World Changers Church International. What a name. Oh, God, Creflo. Dollar has a reported net worth of $27 million. Mm-mm. He has been criticized for his lifestyle and possessions, including, get this, two Rolls Royce cars, mm. a private jet, mm. and, and million-dollar homes in Atlanta and Manhattan. Oh, Jesus. When his Gulfstream jet ran off the runway, he launched a full-fledged campaign to pressure his congregation into buying him a new 65 million Gulfstream G650 jet. Mm -hmm. I've never even heard of a G650 jet. Preach. Preach. Not only did he do this, he had a G650 plea to his congregation and it reads partially as follows this and I quote... 
We are asking members, partners, and supporters of this ministry to assist in the undertaking of an initiative called Project G650. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> very Dr. Evil of you. Mm-hmm. The mission of Project G650 is, is to acquire a Gulfstream G650 airplane so that pastors Creflo and Taffy and World Changers Church International mm-hmm. can continue to blanket the globe with the gospel of grace. We are believing for 200,000 people to give contributions of 300 U.S. dollars or more to turn this dream into a reality and allow us to retire the aircraft that served us well for many years. Oh, Lord. End quote. This man of God told his congregation that he had visions of executing anyone who didn't pay tithes. Totally normal, right? Loud. Well, dollar. I'm having visions of you giving me that jet of yours, you gluttonous man. Mm. In his name we pray, Jesus, amen, thank you. Praise mm. be, praise the Lord, praise Jesus. Sister Stephanie. <laughs> Sister Stephanie. Beautiful. Looking at you in that hairstyle just makes me swoon. Are we having a Keith and Kelvin moment? I think we are right now. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Dollar, dollar, dollar bills, yo! Oh, Creflo dollar bills. Can you believe? I cannot believe. What? I can... Oh. Imagine <laughs> the audacity of making, like, of legitimately asking your church to pay... Uh, to 200,000 people pay a um, huge amount of money. Yeah. Like, for a jet. For like, a jet. Do, not, do public airlines not exist anymore? Yeah, and because your other jet isn't good enough anymore. We need all the jets. I can't. This guy. I can't deal. <sighs> oh, man. We, we, again, airing it all out tonight. This is a ther- therapy session Hot for us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's let's jump right into some news and gossip. Woo! After Buzz TV News. Um, wanted to talk about our man John Goodman a little bit, because we, we don't get a ton of him in the show. We got, you know, a little bit more last week. I feel like we're going to see some good stuff in the flashback from oh, him. We'll get yeah. to that in a little bit. Um, but I just thought that this article was cool from the New York Times that I found that was basically talking about how he was a man without a series, is what they were calling him, who's one of these guys who's a, a, a TV icon of comedy. And after everything happened with Roseanne being a nightmare, um, you know, he kind of was like, I don't know. I'm kind of liking not working, but I'm also not really sure. Um, and so when they That's were... interesting. When, yeah, so after um, when Danny McBride reached out about uh, doing this, uh, John Goodman said, I was unemployed and it sounded great. Goodman recalled, I read the pilot and I said, yeah, man, I'm free. I'll take it. <laughs> I just love that John Goodman was just like, I don't know. I, I think I'm just cool just hanging out. You know, I got I got a little money set aside, I'm pretty sure. And then he's like, oh, wait. He read the script and was just like, oh, yeah, cool. Wow. Into it. Into it. And that's how we got the almighty Eli. Wow, that's awesome. But I don't blame him. Like, if you're John Goodman and it's not gold coming to you, chill. (laughs) Just chill. I respect that. I also respect you reading the news looking this damn good. Thank you. (laughs) It's incredible. Maybe I should send this into some local news stations. Yeah, I'm going to pull my pony over so I have this rat tail for you guys. That's pretty special. I like it. Stroke it it for you. Man, we're we're a little too sexy. We need to calm it down. I know, I'm sorry. It's getting hot in the studio. Or else we might need those condoms. (laughs) 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 Yeah. 
Don't get me started. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, let's get into some predictions. <laughs> wow, the preview that we got for these predictions, though, really are setting me up for greatness. Yeah. I can't believe, because if you guys saw, there is um, always pre- a little preview at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. And this one, we will see a flashback episode and actually get to know the relationship that started this all. And I'm so freaking excited. Yeah. But I'm curious if it will be, it seems like the whole episode will be that. And I, I don't know what it will give us, but everything has been very deliberate in the writing. So I'm sure it will let us know something. Yeah. I think we're going to learn a lot about just how like we said how this started how they became what they are today but then also all the relationships that were teased at last episode between amy and uncle mm-hmm. baby billy mm-hmm. and miss where, you. yeah uncle baby billy we'll see you next week yeah we miss um, you so yeah i think I'm, I'm really excited to see what comes of that but i do think yeah it seems like the whole episode will be in that and then it's going to kind of be able to jump back in for the second half of the season with us having that additional context yeah. to get back into present day yeah Exactly. So, pretty excited. I'm with you, but I'm still waiting for an Amber blow up. Yeah, it's coming. Amber it's- alert! <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, I'm done. Cut me off. Anyways, <laughs> on that note, Steph, where can everyone find you on the social media? <laughs> on the social media, I'm Steph Sabraw. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Steph Sabraw. We can talk Jesus stuff, Satan stuff, whatever you feel like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Amy Maestri. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Amy Maestri, or maybe on your local news. I'm probably going to have to audition, obviously, with this wig. <laughs> obviously, look at us. We're freaking gorgeous. 100%. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Praise me! Loud and loud. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 